Let's do this. Okay. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm pumped. Oh, yeah, let's do it, Mick. All right, let's do this. All right, let's do this. Oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do it. Let's do this. Now let's do this. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Coaching Life Podcast. I'm Pat Martin. I'm here with my my friend, Coach Chris Stewart. Coach, nice day out today. How you feeling? Yes, sir. Good morning. For, for us, good morning. Who knows when everybody's listening, but it's good. Doing well. It's good to uh, see the snow melting around here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, uh, I thought back the other day about it's funny how your perspective immediately changes when you become a high school baseball coach because I've, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to grow grass now. And uh, that's, that's sacrilegious to me because uh, I hate grass. I would concrete my yard if I if I had the means to do it. So, so what you're saying but, is here in a few years, Meg's high school is going to have turf on their baseball field, most likely. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of value in turf. I figured out. Uh, but no, you know I'll what? I'll tell you where the value is. There's one school around here that has turf. And I, t- I texted him on Sunday and said, hey, coach, any chance you need a scrimmage this week? He said, no, we're full. And he said, and you're not the first guy that's asked. Logan Logan High School down here put turf on over the wintertime, and he is uh, living large out there. Yeah, no doubt. But you know what? There, you, if you can't beat a, uh, I agree. a true grass and field. And I agree. There's a there's some uh, majesty to to a, to a baseball field that has you know nice looking grass and nice dirt. It's just something you can't beat. But yeah, I, I'm kind of learning how to grow grass right now and make it pretty and. Uh, uh, infield grass that is talking about uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> making it pretty and uh, that's not something that I've ever worried about doing at, at the at the homestead but you know also I thought about the stinking snow we got and you know looking at the field just remembering back I remember you know there's been a couple times in my lifetime that we've gotten just hammered with snow in March I know you know yeah, big time snows. You know, I was just thinking, yeah, you know, how in the world? What did this do to the baseball season? Because I remember just, you know, there was there was feet of snow on the ground for for you know weeks, yeah. at least for a number of days. You know, so it's just it's just funny how you think about things like that when you're when you're trying to run a baseball program, trying to get trying to get the guys outside on the field and trying to get games. In. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, it came on Saturday and canceled everything on Saturday. But then, you know, all the way up to that point, it was great. Friday was sixty some degrees. Saturday, it was twenty eight and eight, eight, eight inches of snow is what is what uh, some of the guys measured down there uh, in your area. Yeah, yeah, it, it was eight. There was eight. It's incredible. Yeah, and then uh, Sunday, as the as it started to warm up, by Sunday evening, a lot of it was gone. Or yep. there were remnants of it, but but here's the thing: the effects of it was not gone. <laughs> yesterday, right. yesterday was a beautiful day, and it's it's a swampy mess out there. And honestly, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you: our dirt is in great shape. Our, our dirt, we could have done stuff on our dirt last night, but the grass oh, really? is so swampy, so yeah, swampy. Yeah. Not all the dirt. There were wet areas, you know. There were okay. there were set, the real soggy areas. In terms of you stepped on it, you could see your footprint, and it would fill up with slick-looking water, you know. 
but there were yeah. we could have we could have had for example right right behind second base and just that that rounded area toward toward second and short we could have done ball rolls and things there but instead we shot fly balls through the machine to our outfield and chewed up the chewed up deep center really bad yeah you gotta do what you gotta do yeah you know there's this it's this there's this there's this catch 22 that happens in my mind and that is okay do we for the sake of keeping our field looking nice and in good shape and it's not just about looking nice it's about playing nice as well playing well as all i mean you chew it up it's not going to play as well right right so you've got that do i do we keep our kids off of it and then what do we do for practice because we don't have the luxury of having facilities outside of a baseball field we got a yeah. gym, and there's no cage in there. Yeah, we're we're, we're no, in the same. Yeah, same you guys, uh, and a lot of schools are. Parking lot yeah, well, yeah. If you get the cars are out of the way, right? We've been. <laughs> Which you've had that happen too. Yeah, work around them. They'll get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> They'll know tomorrow to move. Uh, <laughs> you know, but the, I I I weigh that. I weigh those those uh, decisions in my mind of okay, what do I want more? Do I want to prepare my because we can get work in, but it's going to be. You're going to be a muddy mess when you're, when you're done, and our field's going to be a little chewed up. But we're going to get good work in, and yep. that's what we went with last night. We did we we didn't we didn't get on the infield at all, but we we did we did stuff in the outfield. We did uh, live bullpens out in the cage, and that went really well. And so we you know I, I don't consider that a. It's just hard. It's hard when you can't get on your baseball diamond and it's seventy degrees outside and sunny. Isn't that is. isn't that hard? It is. We had uh, we actually had. Uh, ice on our between second and third last night, like up against still the, the infield grass. Yeah, the sun like, doesn't hit like there much. Foot. Now it melted by the by the time. Well, I think it's the wind. Mm. Yeah, you're up on, a hill. up on that hill. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it was it was melted by the time we left at that six or the varsity left. Um, but there was water still, you know, around third base and, and kind of up that, up that way where that ice melted. But, uh, I think it's, I haven't seen it this morning, but I think we're, we'll be getting there. But like you said, I, I, we were supposed to scrimmage tonight. Yeah. And I think from, you know, the, the dirt perspective, we would have been fine, but the, the grass was so, uh, saturated and it was mostly in the outfield. For us, it was mostly in the outfield. I think even, I mean, the infield grass was saturated. You really wouldn't have wanted to play on it because it would have chewed it up pretty good. But we could have if we if we had to. It was just the outfield. Just, I mean, it was. Well, that's was, yeah. That's the problem with the infield being the way it is. You could say, hey, we're going to try to stay deep and field everything off the dirt. But the problem is, you can't get a ball through the grass when it's that, yeah. when it's yeah. that wet. So it's it, you know you got to come get it, and then when you come get it you can't slow down and you end up putting a, a huge uh, skid mark in your, in your infield grass. Yeah. So. But, you know, we got a lot of, a lot of, a uh, lot of rain, a lot of precipitation, I guess. We have. Um, yeah. Recently. And you know, the, the Sunday with that, I couldn't believe the change in the weather. We, we actually scrimmaged last Friday and it was just yes. such a great day. And saw then photos about, of your scrimmage and it was beautiful. It was amazing. Beautiful. It was a great day, and uh, but you know about eight thirty, uh-huh. you, you could feel that. it. Yes, I was you I was dragging our field at eight thirty. You could feel yeah. it. Yes, you could. It dropped like that. Uh-huh. The wind started to blow, almost like a storm. You know, a midsummer storm coming in or something, but you know, colder. Oh, we're talking. But, 
it, I don't think they got above 28 in the daytime on Saturday. And then that night, when I got up on Sunday morning, it was six. Six. Yeah. I know. Crazy. Within, within 48 hours, it had gone from 67 to six. Yeah. <laughs> That's 60-degree drop. So uh, high weather, I guess. Yeah. Things yeah you we sound gotta, like old men sitting here talking about the weather. Things you just got to deal with. With... Uh, it's out with of your control. Out we got to remind control. ourselves that. Yeah, exactly. So focus and, only you know, on what you can control. If you don't want to play in it, you're probably not going to play, right? Yeah. So we, you know, there's another thing out there that uh, that a lot of people have issues with in high school baseball, not just high school baseball, but 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 baseball, softball in general, and not just really baseball, softball either. But because it's our it's our focus, and because it is being impacted by it right now, I think that's what we're going to talk about. I'm, I'm talking about umpires, officials. Yeah. There's a. Well, we have a, a lot of, we have a pandemic going on right now. You know that. We do, and it's not we the do. one that everybody's thinking. It's not the COVID. We got to come up with something. We got to come up with a name with the of the umpire it's pandemic. A, yeah, we're we're losing losing officials, and it's all the way around. It actually just isn't umpires; it's people wanting to officiate basketball as well. Yep. It's really bad in baseball when you get your when you hear from your state associations, um, like the Ohio High School Athletic Association that you and I hear from. They tell us it's 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 the hardest in baseball because you need so many officials at the same time. We're playing yeah. four and five games a week, and so is everybody else. And then you've got JV in the opposite location most right. of the time. So that's two sets of umpires for one school, you know, for two schools. And you've got that happening all over the place. And we had our athletic director told me a couple of weeks ago, he said, hey, um, JV baseball isn't just an issue of your numbers, your roster numbers. It's an issue of officials, which means we might not be able to play JV and varsity on the same night opposite of one another simply because we won't be able to get officials for both games. But there's not, yeah, enough, there's, I, a, there's a shortage out there. Yeah. And I want that to be the emphasis of our conversation today, because I, I mentioned this in our parent meeting the other night, um, our, our spring sports groups at, at Meg got together and, and had a parent meeting, um, you know, all the programs. And I, you know, I told our parents that, we're we're in danger right now of of losing playing time for our junior varsity players. Mm-hmm. That's not good for for individual players, and it's not good for our programs, for our sport in general. And I think you know we, umpires have been an issue for a while now. There's been some movements over the last uh, I think five years that you know have been you know uh, centered around supporting our umpires, taking care of our umpires better, treating them better. So people out there might be saying. Well, you know, we've been saying this for a few years, but really, we're we're seeing the impact now. Yeah, and we're we're at a we're at a level now where it's going to start negatively impacting, you know, our a fan from a fan experience is going to impact our experience, <laughs> but you know, more importantly, that it's going to impact our players and, and and our students. And you know, I think we have to take measures in some way to to kind of flip that script. And, and you know, figure out a different way to to approach uh, these individuals that you know are, are willing to come out and, and officiate these games because you know it's not an easy job. 
it's not a great paying job. And I, I know a lot of people, you know, uh, say that what they get paid for the professionals, and that's true. But uh, you know, especially at the level that we're talking about, if, if you know these guys and 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 girls that are guys and gals or that are doing uh, umpiring, officiating, they they have other jobs too. You know, that mm-hmm. most of them aren't able or uh, to to live off of an umpire salary. So it's not it's that that's really not the way that we should look at it. Um, and you know, now we don't have a choice. We got to look at it of, of of you know what impact it's having on on us and, and our kids. And, and it, we're very, very dangerously close to being a very negative uh, impact. Yeah. Well, you know, fight, like you said, five years ago, we were being told, Hey, this is happening and you're going to start seeing the effects of it. It's coming. We're in the pl- time now where they're telling us, Hey, it's probably going to happen now. Let's, we, yeah. You're not, we're going to have to cancel games, not because of the weather, not because of your player, you know, you, you're, you have low roster numbers, but because we just cannot secure officials to play tonight. And that is, uh, that's, that, that's a, uh, it's a tough thing. And it causes me, I think it causes everybody to ask the question, why? Why is it so? Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I think there's a few reasons. I think, you know, uh, specifically from a baseball perspective, I don't know. I don't know if the same is, is necessarily true. I have the, do you know if the softball officials, because for the most part, we, we have softball officials, we have baseball officials, right? Softball and there are baseball. a handful of guys that cross over and do both. Yeah. But for the most part, you do see a separation there. I don't think that the, the the I mean I know there's a there's a there's a lack of umpires across the board, but I don't think the some the softball umpires are are kind of in the same situation as the baseball umpires right now. But I'm not for sure on that um, because I think off the off the top, you know, baseball games just they last longer. You know, they're they're uh, they take up more time. They're more involved, and you got you know. So. I think I think that is um, overblown. Well, here's I think thing. that I think umpire, I, I, and I've t- I've chatted with umpires about that, and I said I'll tell you this, and 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 they're right in the sense that on the on the grand in the grand scheme, general generally, baseball games last longer than softball games, right? But that's a that is a combined effort between our two teams and you as the official. I mean, they true we have a true. job to do to keep the game moving to get our kids ready and we know that and that, and some coaches do a great job at it and some other coaches don't officials also have a job and that is you don't have to they these kids between innings have one minute or five pitches whatever comes first and some umpires do a very good job of standing there counting the pitches while looking at their watch and letting them know take this next one down and let's and let's get it moving, you know. And I think in our area, in our district where we live in the state of Ohio, we had a, we had a, um, for several years there, uh, there was a lot more time between innings than necessary. I mean, I, I attended oh, no. a lot of games where I could where I saw umpires chatting it up with folks, you know, either a coach or somebody between, um, you know, teams just get, you know throwing more more warm up pitches than necessary. Um, you know, just lots of things, a lot of things, a lot of things going on that cause causes games to be longer, taking forever, you know, walk, walking on the, on and off the field. 
It takes, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's another example. So those are things that we can control as coaches. There are things that umpires can control as well to shorten the games. But I'll tell you this, Brock's junior and senior year, we were often waiting at away games for our, vars- for our softball team to show up, to pick us up on the bus. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's because you had, because you had Sano dealing. <laughs> Some of those games were like that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's not really? always. It's, I'm surprised on that. It's not, I, didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. it's not always the case where baseball. I mean, a high school baseball game is an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes, from first pitch yeah. to last. That's what I was thinking. An hour and forty five minutes. But most high school softball games are an hour, hour twenty, right? Most, most of them, yeah, but not all. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, in a, I think I think perception is there. It's it is, and and it's there because yeah. it has been real. But it, um, I don't think it's as much as, I mean, it's not it's not that big of a deal. I don't think to use it as yeah. a, as a reason not to officiate baseball. I think you're still getting okay. It. Well, then 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 we we blew one reason out of the water. <laughs> okay, okay. There's only, there's only one reason left, right? <laughs> Maybe maybe there's a couple uh, I, reasons. It, I think this is a big one though, and uh, you yeah. might—I mean, you you might disagree with me on this, but I, I really think that I think I think we are driving umpires away. When I when I say we, I mean you and me, coaches, moms and dads. Well, that's it. That, that, that's it. It's not the kids. Yeah, it really well, isn't. And the kids. here's the problem, coach. I think you know. I think some people that are that uh, may feel a little maybe guilty about the way that they <laughs> they treat umpires or, you know, I think you'll hear that, well, things really haven't changed all that much in the way that fans have treated umpires. And as a matter of fact, may, fans may have treated umpires worse uh, 50 years ago than they do now uh, from a major league perspective or something like that. The problem with that um, that theory or that approach is I think umpires have changed. And yeah, people have changed know, over the years. And which, the there's not a passion there that there was before to be, you know, to have to hold that responsibility of being an umpire. You know, I mean, we, we've we're, we're we're in a position now where we're trying to uh, we're trying to develop umpires to come into the game, and so that you know the, the, the we'll have them to, to to officiate our games for us. And with that comes a little bit. You lose a little bit of the of the passion for the game, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you're out there doing a job. And I think there's a big difference yeah. uh, now with our umpires doing a job and before where they you know, we had a lot more that you know really um, really enjoyed the game of baseball and did it mm-hmm. because they loved the game of baseball and you know, loved being around the field and things like that. You know, I I think back. You know, we you know, I know we've we've mentioned them before here on the on the podcast, but guys like uh, Red Robinson, you know, there's there's a there's yep. an umpire in Rutland, Ohio, you know, went by the name of Red, and you know everybody here that's you know between the ages of thirty and fifty remember Red Robinson and and him umpiring games at you know youth league games at Rutland. We don't really have many Red Robinsons anymore. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We don't have those guys that just that just love being around the kids, love being around the game. We do. I mean, they're there, but I don't think it's in abundance. And I think we've lost a lot of those people because to them, it's just it's just not worth it anymore to come out and get abused 
you know, to, to, to call a game and to enjoy a game where, you know, they could, if they want to watch a game, they could just show up and watch a game. True. Yeah. I've been asking, so I asked uh, our umpires in our scrimmage the other night, what, you know, what, what do you need from us? What do you want? What do you? What really does your want organization from need from us? You're all, are, are, are you talking about them specifically, or like what? Do, well, what, does, what do you across the board as umpires need from us to help the situation? Yeah, and just what do you like? What do you? What do you want? Yeah. You know, what do you want here when you know? And and you know, they're giving me they're giving me stuff like you know how how we present our scorecards and how many baseballs that we, they want before the games and you know how they want us to to talk to them you know during a yeah. during a conference and things like that and you know I just for me knowing the situation now I I, I told my my parents and my players this I want to be a school I want to be a facility that when umpires are assigned to us. They say, "Well, I'm, I'm really looking, looking forward, forward to going, going there." Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's a good approach that we can take, you know, across the board. Is almost a, a competition within the game, a game within the game. Let's try to be the best, you know, um, the best uh, host yeah. of our umpires that we can be. What can we do for them? What do you, you know, want? How, how? You want good officials. How do you get good officials? You treat them well and make them yeah. want to come there. Yeah. I, I mean, that that's 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 the truth. Let me let me let me throw something out at you. Some some of the things that these guys are mentioning to you, you know, um, there's a certain way to do things, a right way to do things, and it's and it's and and they appreciate it because it's um, it's you showing respect for them in the position of leadership that they have, because being an umpire is a position of leadership, and and I and I say that intentionally because. All of us, every role in athletics requires ego, right? Sure. Like you and I, we coach partly because we have an ego. We want to win, and if it and that competition sort of tickles our ego a little bit, especially, right? But especially when we win. Well, the the reality is. It's no different for umpires and officials. They, they have egos as well. But we've spent, particularly in the game of baseball, a lot of time reminding them it's not about you. You're not supposed to be seen. You, you just are there to serve. You don't get any attention. And, and I get that, and I, and I want that out of officials. I think the best officials are the ones who are servants. The best coaches are the ones who are servants. The best players are the ones who serve their teammates. I fully, mm. I fully believe all that. But there's, this, there's been this effort among us to take things away from umpires, to take, take, take away, take away, take away, and minimize their role so much to where we are now like, hey, don't you want to be an ump? Don't you want to be a, to these young kids that have egos, right? And we're going, don't you want to officiate? And they're going, well, why? You've emasculated us. You have completely emasculated us as a position on your field. Why in the heck would I want to be out there? Yeah. That's a good Give point. them a little power. Let them know, look, we know this game doesn't do anything until you make a call. We get it. Right. We give, let them have the because they do have power. They really do. So instead of yeah. trying to take it away, let's acknowledge it and hope they don't abuse it. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, what you point. you look at a guy, you, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you you look at a guy, you know, some of the old school guys in the major league game, and I think it's impossible for us to make comparisons in the youth and high school game to the to the major league game because there, I'll allow a little bit more ribbing from the stands because that's, I mean, they know what they're getting into, and their 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 egos are big enough to handle it, and they don't they have thick skin, and they've all, they've learned how to tune it out, and that's the reason why they're there, right? But I think we see that happening way too much in nine U games and ten U games. Shoot, eight U games. I was looking at a video. You know how you go down these rabbit holes. I showed. You, I sent you a video yesterday of a, I think it was a ten U game of an umpire coach altercation of a silly, silly, a silly thing. And then you kind of go down the rabbit hole because there's a whole list of other videos on the right-hand column as you're watching those on YouTube or whatever, and you click on another one. And and, the, and one of them I clicked on was an 8U baseball game. Okay, 8U. Eight, 8U. Eight, eight, eight. That's 8 years old. 8-year-old kids. 7-year-old kids. So you got a coach pitching out there. You got two umpires in full gear uniform. I mean, the guy behind the plate is in full gear, but he doesn't. He's not behind the plate. He's off to the side because you don't need him there. You're not calling balls and strikes, but he is sure. calling plays at the plate. You got a guy in the field, so it's obviously one of these eight U travel tournaments, which is just a bizarre thing to say. I think in my mind, anyway. <laughs> and you already the video starts, and there's already hubbub like there's already because everybody's got a, everybody's got a gopro and a link spider now so everybody's everybody's filming these games from behind the screen but where does the where's the most rowdy parent sit or stand right there <laughs> so you're yeah. hearing everything and i am just gosh i'm appalled at some of the things like there was a play at the plate where i'll tell you i'll be honest with you this catcher this kid's going to be a stud when he gets older. There was a throw to the plate. Uh, the bases were loaded. Yeah, bases were loaded. This kid, the, this kid hits, a, hits a shot to the, to the right center gap, and he's fast, and, they, and they, they're scoring all these runs. Like, so all the runners at run base score, and the kid that hit the ball gets waved in by his coach. Well, the throw comes in, and, the, and, and it's a good throw. The catcher catches it, but the throw kind of takes him up the third base line a little bit. And so as he is standing there getting ready to make the tag, the kid coming down the line just lowers his shoulder and lays him out. And like stuff goes flying everywhere, but the kid kept a hold of the ball. So the umpire, you know, makes a, the, the, the umpire that's standing off to the side, he's in great position now because that's where he was standing. Makes the call, he's out and everything. And and I'm like, oh, that was a good play. And I thought to myself, wonder what the as I'm watching, I'm thinking, wonder what the this video is on YouTube for a reason. Like there's and it says controversy, like parents going nuts. Uh, and I think, well, what, what's the controversy there? That's a good call. It had nothing to do with the umpire. It had to do with a, a coach on the the team that was in the field comes charging out and he's just going ballistic on the umpire for not throwing that kid out of the game. Then he starts going ballistic on the opposing coaches. I thought there was going to be a fight. You hear parents yelling and screaming, and it's just and it and it's just it's chaos. It's absolute pandemonium on the video. And I found myself looking at the kids. And you know They're what? Just there. <laughs> They're ready to go. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got one kid out in the outfield picking stuff off the ground, you know, finding four leaf clovers. The kid out there on the mounds throwing the ball up in the air and catching it. The kid, the next kid at bat is at the box, ready to go. They're ready to play, but these can't. These, these parents can't let it go. The catcher even. Catcher popped up. He, he was a little bit shaken, but and that, what's that's the other funny thing is no one even checked on that kid. Like the coach, it was ticked and wanted to go out and, and start berating the umpire. Didn't even check on his catcher. He just immediately went for the umpire, and uh, and the catcher's like shaking his head, like "Whoo, got my bell rung right there." But then he gets, you know, he goes back and gets his helmet back on, and he's he's back behind the plate, ready to go. All these kids are ready to play. They have flushed it. It's done. But that thing went. That video was nine, almost ten minutes long, with oh with not a single play after that. Wow! It was nuts. Yeah. It, I well, don't you know. know what that is. It's that's, embarrassment. That's two, uh, is what it is. It's embarrassing. That's two marks though on our uh, on our society. It's one the the way that we treat umpires, and two it's safetyism, right? It's right. Protecting their kids. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Unfortunate play. The kid probably did lower his shoulder. I mean, but okay. He's all right. It's going to happen again. You're eight. It's going to happen a bunch more as you grow up and play this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think, I think, you know, I think in the heat of the moment, we don't know how to behave. We don't, we don't know how to press pause and take a deep breath and, and, and really think before we react. Yeah. I don't think we do a good enough job of looking for opportunities that our kids can really grow mm-hmm. outside of the X's and O's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, those opportunities aren't, are hard to simulate and practice. Um, they're hard to, they're hard to, they're hard to explain. They're hard to describe. They're hard to practice period yeah. in life. And, you know, sports is, is an environment that gives us an opportunity to find those. We can't, it's, they're hard, you know, again, we, we can't replicate them, but they come to us often. Mm-hmm. And they're gems, you know, they're, they're golden opportunities for us to learn lessons as players and, and coaches and for us to teach our kids, you know, the values of, of response and, 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 and concerning ourselves with what we can control and understanding that, you know, things are going to go wrong and you know, we have to work around them and just, you know, just the, the idea of experiencing challenges uh, and overcoming them. And I think that's the thing that, that we need. That's that's one thing that as coaches, we need to focus more with our ball clubs on is the fact that, Hey, you know, umpires are going to miss calls. Bottom line. Why are we surprised by it? We shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, The way we, the ways we react to those kinds of things tells us, that we didn't think it was going to happen. Yep, and and much the same way that we react to the, when we fail. Uh huh. You know, I I actually tell our guys that um, that's one of the ways that we work on the mental game is is I I say okay the first thing we have to understand is we have to get in our minds we have to go into every situation every game understand and I have to do this I have to do this as a coach I've actually feel like I've become much better at dealing with umpires because. I've learned, I've taught myself to do this. I could still get better. I have room to get better. But we, but we have to think to ourselves before we even begin playing the game, things are going to happen that I don't like. And we know that that's true, but we have to really internalize that. I think we have to really, we have to understand, don't be surprised 
when, when something bad happens. You know, one, why do kids sometimes react very poorly when they make an error? You know, because one, they don't want to make the error, so they're mad. Okay, but I think sometimes it's like, it's like we 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 get we get surprised like we get surprised by it like like okay okay I gotta I gotta I don't like it but I gotta flush it because I gotta make the next one and I, and the As same parents and coaches too right yeah it's it's the same it's the exact same thing for every everyone this is where we get to play <laughs> this is we can't go out there and field balls but we can play the, we can play in this way we can get better at the mental game and and I think for me it's okay Chris umpires are going to make calls that you don't agree with. Some of them are going to be good calls that you just saw differently. Some of them are going to be bad calls that they just missed. How are you going to respond to all of those? And I have to answer that question before the situation arises. So the player, you know, you got to answer the question, how are you going to respond when you kick a ball before that happens? How are you going to respond when you strike out looking on a pitch that was six inches off the plate? Because it's going to happen. Get yeah. ready. What is your response? Define it right now in your mind. Define it. Tell yourself, this is what I got to do. Because it's easier to say, okay, I just need to, I need to pause. I know I need to t- probably take a deep breath, and I just need to focus on the next pitch. But then it happens, and we got to put that into action. We've got to put that practice, well, that, that game concept, that idea, into practice. And I think the only way to put it into practice is to practice it over and over and over again, is to remind ourselves over and over and over again in our brains, teach ourselves how to press pause, how to take a deep breath, how to think, how to think, you know, past this pitch and go to the next one, you know, this play, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I know something that you do in your practices that I think from a pitcher perspective that helps this is, is something called shadow pins. Yeah, um, where, yeah. where you send, you know, the guy, your pitcher's not even pitching, but you're, you're sending him through a mental, um, a mental journey of, you know, certain at-bats. Practicing and adverse situations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and not just diverse, but, you know, positive situations sure. too, where, you know. Sometimes you can get a little on. too, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the, the opportunity that, and that's what, that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. We need to do a better job as coaches of preparing uh, our, our players, uh, preparing ourselves, preparing our fans <laughs> uh, for that response, regardless of what the situation is. You know, response of, of success, response of failure, response of disappointment. It, it, you know, it, baseball is a game of anticipation. And if mm. you have an idea of how you're going to act in certain situations. I didn't want to use the word respond on purpose. If you have an idea of how you, of how you want to act, in behave, act. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to be better. Yeah. You're going to be a better player. You're going to be a better coach. You're going to be a better fan. And what we're saying here is at the end of the day, our, our games aren't going to be cut short. Our, our, our junior varsity players are going to get to play their game. And, you know, Coach, mm-hmm. we talked about before how this idea of stealing the, our child, stealing childhoods away from our kids, stealing, you know, how we wouldn't want to go out and steal their bike. But a lot of us, you know, uh, kind of make the games about us and, and we're stealing the game of baseball away from them. Literally. This is literal now. You know, we we are on the verge of taking opportunities away from high school baseball players mm-hmm. because 
don't have enough umpires. Now, is it all the fans' fault? No. Is it all the coaches' fault? No. You know, there's there's things out there that there's reasons that they're not that we don't have it. Are, that's yeah, people have more options today. But again, what are we going to do? How are we mm-hmm. going to respond to the situation that we're in? And I think you know, intentional intentional thought, and intentional action is is required. Um, in the situation that we're in right now. So I, I, that was the kind of the message that I want to get out to everyone today that, you know, as we're, it's a good time, you know, we're at the beginning of the season. Um, let's think a little bit about how we're presenting ourselves to those people, you know, especially in the youth leagues, you know, a lot of them are volunteers. They, they, they get paid even less than, than high school umpires do. Let's think about how we are approaching them uh, with the understanding that, Hey, they're they're probably not going to be that good, you know, and they're they're going to make more mistakes than than our teams do. Maybe you know that that may be the case, but they are there, mm-hmm. and they are they are serving a role that is giving our kids an experience that without them, yeah, would be very very different. Coach, I've been I've been setting up some scrimmages for the high school team, and something keeps coming up, and it's it's playing without umpires, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, well, yeah, we can do that. But you know what? No one says we don't want to have umpires. That's, yeah, you're you know right. I mean, if, the, if, you're if right. the opportunity is there to have umpires, everyone's going to jump at mm-hmm. it. It just makes for a better game. We all want them. That's for sure. We do. Yeah, we do. You know, the the, the prospect of a scrimmage without umpires is a practice, and you know we can get into that. And we can make it work. However, just there's a little bit more excitement. There's a little bit more um, uh, fondness for the idea of a scrimmage with umpires. Yeah. There's a purpose. You know, they bring value to the game. They bring value to our kids and our players experience as they go through the, you know, this journey of, of sports. And I, you know, we, I think we, like you said, give, give them, a, give them some authority, give them some respect, understand that, you know, just like everyone else, they have a role that, uh, that is, that, that is allowing all of us to give this experience to, to our kids. I think that's, you know, yeah, the experience is so important. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to take it away from any kid. And I think it would be devastating, yeah. you know, to, to do that. So it's, it's valuable and we need to, we need to approach it that way. Absolutely. For sure. You know, it all comes down to behavior. You, you said we have to pause and think about how we're going to act when that situation comes. And when it comes, when I speak of behavior, I'm thinking there are two kinds of behavior. There's a, there's positive and negative. There is no neutral behavior. So whenever you're, when your behavior is is either above the line or below the line, you're either doing things that are positively, you're reacting in positive ways. You're having positive behaviors that are helping yourself or others, or you're having negative behaviors that's not contributing in any way to society, to yourself, or to others. And that's true, and we all preach it on a grand scale, but we have to we have to live that on smaller scales as well. When we're yeah. watching our kids' games and something happens, we, we're going to behave. You're going to behave. And, there, and the reality is it's either going to be positive behavior or negative behavior. And whether you Good think point. you're justified or not to say something negatively toward an umpire, it's still, sorry, it's negative behavior. I've been justified not, a lot, Coach. It's just because someone's justified <laughs> does not make it positive behavior. That's, I guess, what I'm what I'm trying to say. Is you, you might think you're justified. It's still not positive behavior. Two wrongs does not ever make a right. It never yeah, makes a right. People, yeah, I think some people say, "Well, you got as a coach, you got to stick up for your kid." Yep. But there are ways. Yeah. 
well and two we got to stick up for the longevity of the game that's one way that's, of that's one way yeah you're right you're right i mean if we're not doing that then you know what do we do there are times yeah <laughs> and there are times that's and that sticking up for your kids thing too is uh there are there are times when we use that i think as an excuse as coaches we use that as an excuse when it's not a battle we should have chosen i think there are moments when yeah it i need to go out here now and and quote unquote stick up for my my kids but those are really few and far between they really i think are, they're yeah. really few and far between i think you know I got upset last year in our district championship game after what felt like a number of call, like we'll just say three. It may have been more than three. Just didn't go in our favor. Favor, right? I had a kid. I had and we we, we were in, a, in an inning where we were rallying. I had a kid get hit by pitch, and he was. It actually happened twice in the same at bat, and he he was told to stay, stay there. He couldn't take his base. Um, I think the first one he turned right. It may have been questionable, so he he may have leaned into that. Okay, maybe maybe so. The second one he didn't move, which is our motto: we don't move, we don't move. Uh, it came in his box, it hit him, made him stay again. I'm like, what 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 are we doing here, <laughs> right? So I, I feel I felt like justified in taking up for the kid there. Like the ball came in his box, right? From his judgment standpoint, he's calling it like the rule book. I think idiotically states it which is a player has to make an attempt to get out of the way yeah i agree it's right in the softball rule book by the way fast pitch softball gets this one right fast pitch softball says hitter you own the batter's box if the ball comes in the batter's box and you want it to hit you as long as you don't make a move to try to get hit by it you stand your ground you get to take your base i think that is a simple way to state it and change it for some reason baseball refuses College baseball every year. What's some of the biggest arguments? It's this. It's that call. So anyway, I don't know. Here I am getting fired up about it. But that's 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 I guess an example of me saying I'm going to take up with him for him here. I mean, this is something I teach the kid, right? This is something I this is something yeah. we we coach. Don't you know? Don't necessarily get out of the way. Stand your ground. He did it. He did it twice in a big game, big situation. And so and then so I guess that that one there kind of can compound it it made the next couple calls a little worse <laughs> in my mind as well. <laughs> well, and that's a good point. Had a kid too, steal home you know, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. At a very fundamental level, usually if it's a negative response that you're giving, you're going to get a negative response back. You're going to get another negative know. response back sometimes. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, maybe not. You know, sometimes maybe you get a call, but, um, right. Anyway, well, I think the, that example stands. I mean, that, that principle stands. I mean, if I had, uh, Maybe not "quote unquote" taken up from my kid there. Maybe I do get the next close call, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, nothing positive came from it, from my behavior, and my behavior was negative. It wasn't positive, right? Just because I was justified, just because I felt justified in going down there and saying, "Hey, he just took two pitches to the to the shoulder in the same at bat. Give him his base," right? Uh, you know, just it. It still was. It's it, it wasn't it wasn't positive behavior. I'll just I mean, it's tough. I mean these 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 are tough these are tough things. But they are. they're learning experiences but, yeah. for me all the time. 
the, I mean, you are really, you don't like, you don't like the rule. And they've probably been told to, to, to. They've been, they've been points of emphases. Yeah. Over the years, they've been points of emphases. Which I agree with you. I don't like that rule either. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can't. You can't hit a curveball bailing out. That that's always my explanation. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I, I completely agree with you on that. But and oftentimes yeah. it is the curveball that that one gets called on because curveball's coming. Kid hangs it, so it's coming at his shoulder, coming at him, and he rolls, tucks that shoulder in in case it does break, and it appears right. that he's leaning in, and I think that's where the judgment. Um, the difference, the difference of opinion in the judgment of what is happening there, comes into play. <laughs> right. You know what else? I think I think uh, arm guards are are uh, a culprit for that too because guys are feel more comfortable leaning a little bit forward with that elbow these days. Sure. You know what I mean. So I think that's kind yeah. of changed a little bit, changed the game a little bit too. But yep. Yeah, it's. it's though, I, I can't tell you. I, I played this game for many years, Pat, and and uh, there weren't very many times over the course of my twenty some years playing this game that I got hit in the elbow. But I've seen kids get hit twice in that same spot in the same game with an I Evo Shield pad on. So, so, I, so you tell I, me, I you tell to. me that that's not an intentional. <laughs> right yeah, there is where that rule exists. I really have seen uh-huh. a kid get hit twice on the elbow, yeah. and it was me. I'm telling you, it was I. I was grimacing. You got fired up? <laughs> no, no, I didn't get fired yeah. up because I, I could tell it was a. Uh, oh, they don't budge. They just unstrap it, go to first base. Well, this kid though didn't have an arm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about like, the ones oh. that wear it and get hit there twice in a game. I'm like, okay, you're telling me that well, you, see, you couldn't have avoided that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. You got a boy but that again, wears one of those. It, oh, I know. <laughs> I give him a hard time about it. I have a lot of fun coaching that kid this year. He's a, he's a gamer. He's a good one. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a good, uh, I've got a good group coach. Really, really excited. I'm, it's I'm good. enjoying every day. So. It's good to come in yeah. with a strong group like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Fortunate. <laughs> That's the word. Fortunate. But yeah. I'm going to try to respond positively to it. How about that? There. To every situation. There we go. Yeah. I yeah. hope we help someone. We got to do better. better. Yeah, we just have to do better. I, I think we need to take a loss where, we were, where we, we've taken a lot. I mean, as, as parents – over the years, and I've contributed to it. So when I say parents, I'm not talking to you out there. I'm talking to me too. I wish I could me go too. back. I wish I could go back. And if all of my if all of my kids' games were videotaped, I would be embarrassed at some of my behaviors <laughs> at games um, toward yeah. officials. And I and I I regret that now. It is a regret, and it's something that I think we've got to do better at. And I think we can help people do better at it by just pointing it out, pointing out the absolute stupidity of it. You know, do you know, you know what some of the, here's what, here's an interesting thing. You know, when you play some in, in travel ball, you do play against some, um, teams that have players on them that have, um, prominent father figures, like 
parents sure. that have played professionally, for example. Brock played against a couple teams. He played against, well, he played against Urban Meyer's son. Urban did this. A um, couple guys that whose dads played professionally. And I find it interesting that the people who have played at the highest level of the game that have that have that have experienced more than any other mom or dad has experienced in the game. You know where they go sit? On the other side of the right field fence and just just chill. Don't say yeah. a word. They don't have their cell phone out filming their kid the whole time, every at bat. They're just they're just out there just just watching them play. Yeah. Yeah. True. And it's and it's common. True. It's very common. I rarely have seen someone who has spent a lot of time in the game be one of those kinds of and it might just be because they have been fulfilled and they don't need to live through their kids. Maybe that's right. the answer. Maybe that's the reason. That's a good plug for our uh for our interview with uh, Mr. Dobnak. Yeah. He, he, he told some good stories about that. He, he had some good perspective. Yeah. You know, for a, I mean, his son Randy's a, a pitcher for the Twins and mm-hmm. uh, kind of give you some insight in the way that he uh, raised, raised, raised Randy. And well, so shoot, he so did it before Randy was professional, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> and yet that. he was able to become a professional baseball player. Right. Dad wasn't on top of him all the time, filming everything he did, yelling and screaming and overcoaching him, and yet Randy became a professional baseball player. Yep. Interesting. Yep. All right. There you go. Have we talked enough? Have we chirped enough today? <laughs> we do like to hear ourselves chirp. We do. You know where that we comes do. from? We've said that a couple times on here. Here, I'll t- let's tell people where it comes from. All right, guys. There is a... There is a um, a what is it what's it called a forum is that what you call it a forum southeast, southeast Ohio Press. there is a yeah it used to be it used to be something i actually, actually looked at good. quite a bit it's been around for years um back in the early yeah, 2000s i was I, I got on there and and it, and it was helpful when i was actually keeping stats at athens football too um to, to I, I would post our scores and i would be able to look at other scores throughout the game and everything and pass them on to our announcer but they have forums for different sports, high school sports in our area. And there was a, um, a, a, a thread in the baseball forum when Pat was just recently hired as the Meg's high school baseball coach. And, of course, everybody's going, who's the new hire? What's, it, what's he going to be like? And someone on there, do you have the name of the person? It's like, it's like SG something, wasn't it? SG Rebel. I think yes, there it was. So we're calling this dude out. Uh, said something about, and he brought me into it. Like, what do I have to do with the Megs hire? He's like, I don't know. He said, he said, looks like Megs is going back to daddy ball, and and I don't know what kind of baseball coach. He and that guy from Eastern like to hear themselves chirp. That's all they are. And, uh, <laughs> and so, I, you know, I think he's listening. I hope so. I hope so. That we just calling you out, brother. Call us up. Tell us who you are. No, I, yeah. I I know I like to hear myself chirp. That's how I learn. I talk through things a lot. Man, that's talk a about my point. failures, and so if I can talk about them, then that helps me to learn. It helps me to get better. So hopefully, hopefully, hearing myself chirp makes me a better coach and makes you a better coach. And uh, and that. we've said that before. Stay right? off of those forums, by the way. You you pointed that out to me. I hadn't been on there in years, and you're like, check this out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was at a basketball game. Did I put? I got a text. Did I, I put it text. to you? Yes. <laughs> How did I see that? 
I don't know. I was at a basketball game, but you you said, here's why I tell you not to go on these forums. <laughs> so I did. So I pointed it to you then. Why did yeah. I see it? Because I don't go to those things on my own, like just, just for the fun of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Someone must have sent it to me. Oh, well, I wonder if either way. For a score. I wonder what it says Oops. now. We should go on there and we should read it live now. <laughs> I don't have a, an account. On Southeast I do, anymore. but I don't. I don't know what the login is. I did um, have an account for a while, uh, years ago. Yeah, mine was Diamond D One. Diamond D One was my account. So oh, if you see I, anything posted for, by me, that or by Diamond D One, that was me. Yeah, mine was, used to be Gold Spark. Gold Spark. But I think my account has been. I haven't logged in for so long that it's gone now or something. Well, you do know that people who spend a lot of times on these a lot of time on these these forums they they uh, have a, a much better feel for how to coach the game than than you do, right? Well, you do get that. <laughs> they're. I mean, yeah, they're on the forums a lot, learning about it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh! So I just opened it up, Pat. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, <laughs> so someone's getting on somebody about. Uh, uh, I'm not supposed to read. You told me I wasn't supposed to. It, yeah, look it's not about you. Now they're now they're on to some. You must have had like a former player or somebody or a former player from there respond and say something because they're 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 chirping. Oh, whoops! They're chirping. <laughs> Can you chirp with a keyboard? I think you so. and I like to hear ourselves chirp, but there are some people who like to read their read, no they go keyboard read warriors. Them. That's what you call it, don't you? So, <laughs> oh boy. Well, you know, my hope is is that I can uh, I can change a FG Rebel's mind at some point. There you go. There you go. But but I haven't thought about it much. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, that's that's the way to do it. <laughs> I've had I I, I've had that happen. I I had um, my brother pointed out some things to me that were being said about me on their uh, back when I was coaching at Athens. So yeah, yeah hey, you're, just, you're doing uh, something you right. Yes, yes. You know, people's going to disagree with you, um, and you got to be comfortable enough in in your preparation and your. Uh, your knowledge to um, to continue on, even even with that criticism, I guess you could say. You know, I'm I'm very comfortable with it because I have faith in all the people that I stole my knowledge from. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I definitely do. But I guess we went off on a, on a long tangent there. That's all right. <laughs> Maybe more people listen to this episode than they did the last. Yeah, we had. It was down, wasn't it? Springtime comes. People have other things to do. Well, I think by nature of, our, I mean, most likely our audience is a lot of people who play spring sports. You know, baseball or softball, and so yeah. they're they've got more stuff on their plate right now. Not not as much time to listen. I don't have. I'm not listening to as many books on tape or podcasts right now either. To be quite honest, spending more time yeah, planning. So, yeah. yeah. Good, yeah. Good point. So if, they, if we get them out every couple of weeks, I think we'll be all right. We're not mad at you. Not mad there. at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Coach. Nice cool. talking to you. Yep. Good talking to you. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Take care of our umpires. Yes. Build this back up.